0: Hello and welcome to I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name is Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveyors and today I'm here with Laura. Hi Laura, how
1: are you? Hi Denise, I'm really good, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm awesome. With your enormous
1: glass of wine.
0: I know, I know, sorry. It's not even my first, this is my third episode so I will try to be as sober as I possibly
1: can. Don't be, I'm not bothered. But you're not a drinker, are you? So what are you drinking tonight? I actually haven't got, I've just come down, I've just left the My children both like me to lie with them until they go to sleep. We've just literally, past couple of weeks, got my husband settling my three year old, but my six and a half year old still likes me to lie with them until he goes to sleep. I've crept downstairs with his initial agreement that I'll come downstairs. Um, and then I can hear him shouting upstairs. So all I've got is really paltry. I've got a, a little um, water, flavoured water. I normally would have had a cup of tea. I used to drink, please don't get me wrong, and thinking that I've, um, I've always been rather sober. I really haven't. But with a three-year-old um, and an eldest with a gets bad anxiety, about a year ago, I just stopped drinking. I just wasn't bothered. Hopefully, in a little while, my husband and I will be able to have dates again. And I might just pick up, pick it back up at the minute. Well,
0: importantly, when I bring the camper van up to visit...
1: Exactly. We'll have a night out. Yay! Chin-chin. So cheers with me. the camper van and we'll have a drink. Absolutely. Sounds good. Nice bottle of Prosecco.
0: Oh yeah, nice chilled of prosecco. Each. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Joey doesn't share. <laughs> I had to have warm prosecco the other day and it was vile. Anyway, <laughs> oh it was mm-hmm. disgusting. And it was in a really posh restaurant as well. It was disgusting. It's fine. I went on to gin cocktails instead. So we were all okay. Phew. <laughs> I got over I got over the shock really quickly.
1: Ground your sorrow in the gin.
0: I know, I was absolutely fine seconds later. So Laura what's your business called and what do you do?
1: So my business is handily called after myself so I am Laura Forsythe, and my business is Laura Forsythe, and I am a business improvement consultant so I generally work with kind of creative people so designers web designers brand designers photographers I'm actually thinking that in the future I'll probably specialize with photographers um, but I work with a lot of jewelers and jewelry makers as well so I the creative people generally tend to not be the most organised. Um, that is a generalisation. I'm sure there are organised people amongst that. But I'm an extremely super duper uber organised person. Um, ex project manager. So I we we kind of complement each other quite nicely. So they I, they have so much going on. They might be trying to grow their business um, and don't really know how or don't know how to lay the foundations to grow it. So I literally come in and I'm like their um their guardian fairy godmother. That's actually a good a good word, and the fairy godmother. And I sort their sh1t out and help them smoothly focus and have a plan of action going forward. And I like the fairy godmother thing. Actually, I'm going to use that on my social media.
0: Isn't it so funny when you say something and you're like, "Yeah, I'm going to stick with that." That's yeah, time. I like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was funny because for years I went through the whole. I'm oh. Right, so what? One of my team members, Claire, mm-hmm. she likes to call me a property queen because she knows how much it makes me feel physically sick. Because you know how you get the whole "I'm the mm-hmm. Facebook queen," "I'm the Instagram queen," "I'm the LinkedIn queen, like," literally makes me feel physically sick. Mm-hmm. Not against them, like cool, but just like to me, do you mm-hmm. not feel like when I'm joking with people, like I'll send them the queen meme, and I'm mm-hmm. happy with that. But to th- make for me to say that I'm the property queen is an absolute... So I went through the whole queen and I was like, no, not okay with that. I mm-hmm. went through the whole expert thing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't resonate with me. I just couldn't get the right thing to describe who I was in the industry. Not at all. And it wasn't until somebody said to me, well, you're the only one in the UK that does it. And I was like, oh my God, I'm the only person in the UK that does it. And now, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's what I say every yeah. single day, multiple times a day. Yeah. And you need sometimes to say something in order to go there, that, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes we need that click to make us figure out exactly what our niche in the market is or exactly how we need to identify ourselves mm-hmm. when we're talking about it to other people.
1: Yeah, so I'm we- gonna try that out. I'm gonna try Fairy Godmother out and see what people think of it. I like Fairy Godmother, that doesn't mm-hmm. that doesn't make me feel icky. Mm-hmm, does it not? It does oh. make you go, oh, cause I don't actually like Disney. Not a big no, Disney fan at all. i not Disney either.
0: Although I do love Beauty and the Beast, though. Well, I do, but
1: the whole, like, I have oh, I have a big issue with Disney. we are probably best not go into that here, but I have a massive issue with Disney and, and the portrayal of women in Disney. <gasps> horrific. Okay.
0: I'm it's horrific.
1: On it's horrific. Every single. One of the worst is The Little Mermaid. has must be saved. The Little Mermaid, though. She, she kills herself in the end just so the prince can have his girl. Like, you're like, what? Like, a, what role model is that? And all the children dress up like them. What role model is that? I'm pleased I've got boys.
0: I have girls and neither of them feel like they're saving
1: any man anytime soon. No. As long no. as they can save themselves, that's the key. As long as they can actually be strong enough to save them, not rely on a man, that's where I have my issue. No.
0: I often think that I have maybe been too strong for them.
1: Mm. Yeah. I no, do. I don't think you can. I don't think you can be, can you?
0: I, I, you know, I think... I genuinely think, regardless of what we do, they're going to be in therapy about something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, or we are, to be honest.
0: I I, I do therapy anyway. I'm quite happy with therapy, but Mm -hmm. I, you know, I I think that this you can try as best you can, but Mm -hmm. there is no such thing as perfection. No, but even Mary Poppins was only practically
1: perfect. Yeah. And I am as close to perfect as you can get. Me me too. So, we are a good match, Denise. We really are. Exactly opposite sides of the country but a good match
0: but that's why we're opposite sides Mm -hmm. of the country because it would imbalance
1: the country the country couldn't handle us together well they're gonna find out soon (laughs) (laughs) meet you in the middle why is that milk Keynes? that's not pleasant is it let's go somewhere else that's
0: where my husband's from it's definitely not pleasant look what happened
1: put you off your stride
0: he did put me off my stride, but that was a totally different <laughs> conversation that we started before this, Laura. We did,
1: we did. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm such a tangential you're so person. Already,
0: you're already so, me so.
1: I should, I just, I don't need it. I don't need it. I'm sorry. I, I go off on tangents. So, go on, back to it. Go on. All I'll right. be the perfect interviewee. Go on. Back to it. Big fat liar. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Literally.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what got you into this business? <laughs> Um, Oh goodness! Well, I have changed jobs a lot, so I um I know I don't look it. I know I don't look forty two, um, and I started working on 14 forty two. Dirty dog. I am. I am. I always feel like a bit of um a bit of an intruder in Moira's rooms. So I feel like I should be going. am like, <laughs> <ready for me? laughs> And you don't look that either. That's partly why we sync so well. Um, I have a really mixed history, so I kind of did history at university and always intent upon doing a PhD in history and lecturing. Um, That didn't work out. I came home and worked in a bookshop for a bit and then got bored and went traveling and then came back, they held my place for me. Came back and went into the postgrad at Oxford in publishing and then worked in marketing and publishing in Oxford for a bit until I grew bored of that. Moved to Manchester for a year, which was awful. Um, And then moved back up here in 2008 and literally started from scratch again started just doing admin basic work at Newcastle University and worked my way back up working at Newcastle University at um, the NHS where I qualified as a project manager I also worked with the NHS for project manager and then moved to Durham University where I worked as a project manager and then worked in the career centre as employability development manager so I lectured students on how to be employable gave them workshops kind of um, ran awards get held 200 and odd panel interviews chaired 200 panel interviews all that kind of stuff and then I had children and then I went mm. so my contracts since I moved back up here had always been fixed term contracts and when I was on maternity my contract ended so I waited till my little one was a year and a half and then I was like what the hell am I going to do now so I did an events manager role for a year and that ended and I was like, oh, we're going to do now? <laughs> so I applied for project manager's job after project manager's job, and none of them fit in with childcare or travel arrangements or anything like that. So I said to my husband, I remember distinctly we're in ZZs. I said, I'm going to just do it. I want to set my own business up. He's like, I'll just do it. Let's go for it. Um, so, so I started off my self employed role almost to the day four years ago. It was the 3rd of July, 2017, as a VA with a view to giving it a year and seeing how things went. So six months in, um, I felt surprisingly pregnant. Um, I was very poorly. It was a very hard pregnancy. He was eight weeks early. Um, It was very traumatic. It was a kind of near death for both of us. Once for him, twice for me. Um, And then it was a bit of a struggle. I had a struggle for next year. I had postnatal depression. I had PTSD. Um, It took me a while to get over it. But what I realized within that time was that my love is time management and productivity. And what all my roles pretty much throughout the past 20 years have been was in some way to do with productivity and time management. So the project manager kind of role is quite apparent. But I um, mean, you know, when I was working in publishing, I used to train up my fellow team members. I wrote documentation and training manuals and used to use them to train them. When my boss left, I stepped up and did his job and mine for a while publishing all magazines um until I was told that I couldn't apply for his job because I wasn't experienced enough so the person that came in I had to train them didn't last much long I left not long after that that really annoyed me so kind of was I wanted worked right out
0: didn't have the gen- the right genitalia no the one that came the
1: one that came in was a woman that came in
0: oh, that, is, that, came that in. makes
1: me feel happier yeah it was it wasn't so he he was brilliant I got on with him really well and um, had some really fun launches especially one at the house of parliament one time that was a really fun launch. Um, and no, she came in that I trained her up and I was like, hang on a second. We are about similarly qualified, um, but I've done the job and you won't let me apply for it. All right, that's it. Um, so I, but I, what I'd worked out was that everything that I'd done was was with that time management productivity bent, if you will. So kind of I worked on that a lot. And I literally was just bringing my business back in um, last September, last February, sorry, when lockdown hit. And I tried and my little, and my eldest is six and a half and um, is waiting for diagnosis, but has or ASD and a couple of other related issues. So his anxiety was just too much. So I put my business away, but I can't deal with this. And September last year, the accountant said, right, what am I doing? So a massive brainstorm, a massive kind of soul search about who I could serve, what I wanted to do, what made me happy, what drove me. And... Um, and just went for it, revamped my website, got a new logo, got some mentoring, did all this, kind of was working on the one-to-one, was working on a a course, um, and then realised a few months ago that actually what I wanted to do was more what I'd done pre-children, which was work with a larger group of people, so small businesses. So while I love the one-to-one, I'm keeping that on, what I really love is going into a business, a company, a team, and looking at what's going on, looking at what's going wrong, and fixing it.
0: Oh, I love that too. I I love it. That's what I would do.
1: Yeah.
0: I did. I always thought that's what I was doing. It's because when I was younger, my mum always ran big businesses. Mm -hmm. And I was always in doing like filing or reception or whatever. And then Mm -hmm. like when somebody would come in, I'd be like, who are they? And they're like, are they a consultant? they're just Mm -hmm. coming in to figure out what roles do what and who Mm We can rational, like, you know, and, and I was fascinated by that person and it happened in every business she mm-hmm. ever ran. And I always thought I would be that person. So when someone is that person, mm-hmm. I'm fascinated by it.
1: I love it. And sometimes you can, you do get imposter syndrome, but I, I am bloody good at what I do. Like, you know, I really am. And I know I am. And my client testimonials prove it. And the results that I get prove it as well. Um, and it's just that feeling. Especially in the one-to-one is really good because I do them online, um, and that feeling that I can see in somebody's eyes when we start off and they're just like a rabbit in the headlights, and you can see that they're all over the place, and then at the end of the call, and especially in our catch-up call, which I have with them like ten days later, so you can just see that they're composed, that they're kind of focus, that they've got that, that everything that's kind of making them do this and like pull their hair out is not anymore, and that just seeing that so visually is just amazing happened with a client last week she was just so in fact the first time I met her was in a training course in a little um breakout room and she just cried she just cried and one of the other people in it said you need Laura and I was like just when you're ready I'm here um and we got it booked up and she rescheduled several times and we eventually had our session and she's like oh my goodness I never thought of doing that and then we had a catch up and she's like wow I've done what you said I've compared this this and compared this and this and oh my goodness I can see your way forward and I'm like see <laughs> seeing it just is like it's amazing having that actual visual um confirmation and validation is just phenomenal I love it love it
0: but it sounded like then that you needed the validation as well
1: I think to start with, sometimes you do, you need to know that you're making a difference. You need to see that you're having an impact because if she'd come back on that call and had just looked as frazzled and cried as the first time round of met her, then I would question what I'm doing. Um, but but if she'd come back on the call and she'd had a different reason for being frazzled, that's fair enough. But if she'd come back on and, and what we'd worked, hadn't worked out, we would have worked on it. But if she'd come on and go, you've made no difference, I still feel dead overwhelmed and stressed. I would have been like, right, okay let me take a step back and look at what I'm doing and what if, I, if if what I'm doing is wrong
0: yeah I always find that the type of person I am in business that I I you know find a way to resolve my stress so that it gives me some breathing space and then I fill that breathing space with more stress <laughs> and then I have to do it all over again yeah so I did that last comes, night yeah. if somebody comes to me and says I'm still stressed I'm like why did you fill the void and they're like yeah I, I I bought another salon I'm like that'll be the thing <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: that'll be that one
1: that as long as it came to you for the lease and that's all right
0: oh I know yeah I did have one today saying should I instruct a solicitor I was like seriously for the love of God
1: <laughs> for worry- the love of solicitors for the love of salon owners don't
0: <laughs> oh, no, don't. So hilarious. Did you see? My, did you see what I was talking about this week? When I, <laughs> oh god. So I always go on about how um, I've never seen a lease that I that has been any good. Like I mean, there's there's some of them are uh, uh, not too bad, and some of them mm-hmm. are absolutely horrific. But mm-hmm. all of them have always had mistakes in them always and then this week I had a um a lease sent me and it's a local salon as well so I can't wait to go there Jamie Mm -hmm. who's opening up and sadly he's just had his other salon closed down because of COVID but anyway so Jamie's desperate for this one to open and Mm. the um, lease was supposed to complete next week but I got the draft lease come through last week and it was instead of being for the ground floor you know salon space and everything like that the the solicitor sent it through for the whole building and he's responsible for all the costs and blah 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 blah. and i sat there and i was trying to you know redraft all of the lease and everything then i just went like in in my head going fuck this it is nine o'clock at night Mm -hmm. you are supposed to be a fucking solicitor that everyone trusts you've sent this and jamie would have signed it being responsible for all this shit and mm-hmm. I just sent a, an email back saying to him this is not good enough this is you have no integrity this is what we've agreed to redraft mm-hmm. it completely and I was absolutely furious and I sent the email at nine o'clock at night and then turned to my husband and went no wonder all of my all of my <laughs> salon owners come to me and they've got shit leases <laughs> and they sign these things thinking solicitors give them good leases and look at them and my husband's going okay 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 <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this isn't good enough. No wonder this
1: happens. Oh. But you need that passion as a self-employed person. I you know. need to have that passion. Because if you didn't, then you would not put the work in. Yeah. Like, you just wouldn't. I think, that you know, if you lose it, then you've lost it because we have to do everything, even though we might employ people, even though we might outsource or delegate or have teams. Ultimately, it, it sits with you. You yeah. need to tell somebody what you need them to do. You need you need to be still be even though you might have you know a VA or your kind of amazing podcast a Vicky is a Vicky isn't it even though they're amazing you still need to, to tell her what you want her to do so you still you're still ultimately responsible for everything and I think it's um that's kind of why I exist so I get all of that because I do that I get where somebody else is coming from but I also know so last night I was um so I generally work quite late in the evening so I have um Come September, my little one will be in nursery for three full days, which will be great. But generally, um, my mom has them a, a couple of days, but I generally have to pick them up at midday and take them back up to hers. So I never really get a full straight day of doing any work. So I tend to work very late in the evening. So when we finished on this, I'll be kind of starting the laptop up with you know with templates and stuff and work. I generally work about two o'clock in the morning. um And last night I was sitting, I'm doing some content planning and creation at the minute and kind of really working on how I can serve people and how I can get my message across and how I can help people. It was like one o'clock and I was like, what I'm trying to do just isn't working. Okay, what can I do? And I took that step back and I was like, right, stop, stop, (laughs) stop, go back to basics. What am I trying to do? Okay, how can I do that? How would I do that? Not how would all these templates and stuff that I've been given do it? How would I do it? How do I think? And I, I kind of took that step back, just wrote it really clearly and simply down. I was like, right, that's it. And sometimes I think we get bombarded with so much crap that is going on, you know, everything that's going on. And we have to think about our social media and our, and our tech stuff and our podcasts and our blogs and all and like sales and marketing. Everything that we do, we, we, we do it all. And sometimes even for me, it is too much. But I kind of know that I've now got the tools in place to take that step back and just go, hang on a minute. I'm not. I can't serve my clients and tell them how to be not be overwhelmed and I'm I can't sort myself out. So I kind of did that. But what actually really helped with that is Clubhouse, I think. And, and actually, I'm in a business club, I've been in it for years, and they're brilliant. But Clubhouse is like another level. It's just been really, really amazing. You know, if you just like got a small issue, you can just ask somebody in Clubhouse, just get that, that nugget. So I had an issue with MailChimp. Uh, was in a room, asked about it, and someone sent me a message and called, This is a way you could do it now. Cycle. yeah, And you can you can spend hours partnering on something that small that you want to throw your laptop out the window, but having oh, that com- com- comradeship patience, as well.
0: I, I don't have the patience for those, so I'm not that type of person. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely the big ideas mm-hmm. person, and the little things really, really stress me out. Mm-hmm. So, but I also annoyingly like to know how things work before mm-hmm. I pass them on to people. Yeah. So the amount of times that I have sat up here at night and tried to figure out how things happen and then go downstairs and go, <laughs> I've just <laughs> cried trying to figure <laughs> out how light works. And my husband's going,
1: fuck. get the fuck. Couldn't get a fuck
0: no but he runs his own business but Mm -hmm. he he just goes this needs doing and passes it on to someone whereas Mm -hmm. I can't be like that I'm like I need to understand how it works so then when it doesn't work I can Mm -hmm. say not like that I need it done another way whereas he just goes no (laughs) completely (laughs) so I'm good at delegating things but only when I already understand them and by then I've already kind of lost my mind
1: yeah I get it I get it And it's a Kind of part of that is what I help people do. And part of what a lot of people don't do is think about the processes they have in their business. So for instance, if there was something that you were doing, that your VAs or your team didn't do, but you hadn't written it down anywhere how to do it and you were poorly and you could, there'd be no one to pick up the slack. Or if it was a process that you just used you know, ad hoc, if you haven't got it written down. And, and I think what can be really overwhelming is a lot of consultants go into proper like process speak and you know and use like the triangles and the rectangles and the oblongs and the ovals. and i can do that i've trained in it but especially the people that i work with you don't want that you want and i don't know i've got any here i use post-it notes i stick them on a wall i use color post-it notes for different things stick them on a wall make it really visual and keep it simple because people just have a tendency to overcomplicate things oh my god it doesn't need to be like that i'm all about bringing it back to, to keep it so simple that you're not getting that overwhelmed.
0: it needs to be like that though like I work in the beauty industry so if I start talking to my salon owners in yields and revenue and mm-hmm. stuff like that they're like what the fuck are you talking about I'm like mm-hmm. I'm here to make sure you're not paying too much rent and they're like got ya. I get that like mm-hmm. if I start talking in technical speak it's nonsense like nobody needs technical speak unless you are talking to somebody who is also in the industry when you are talking to somebody who you working you are working for or serving you should be speaking in their language
1: always absolutely absolutely
0: like glitter it with the Mm -hmm. words that they might hear outside of it I do Mm -hmm. that because Leases are are worded in not standard English. So they need Mm -hmm. to be translated in in a sense. So I will say things like, you know, when it says this, it it means this. And when it says Mm -hmm. that, it means this. And I'll I'll say things like that. But I won't ever talk in, I try not to, talk Mm -hmm. in constant language that they don't understand because that's just no use to anyone.
1: No, especially like as well as a consultant or your thing as well, talking in kind of like wankery language is, is unacceptable as well. You know, if I ever say the word like in proper conversation, like blue sky thinking you know, or outside the box, feel free to punch me, like, like virtually you, or actually, like, you know. When, oh. we're,
0: when we're in rooms and people say, let's talk offline, I'm like, unmute. We are not computers mute <laughs> it's like I really can't fucking stand it and mm-hmm. one Vicky you're you're listening to Vicky's my um podcast VA for everyone who's listening mm-hmm. and um she sent a message saying I'll ping you an email I think it was Vicky yeah it was Vicky and I I sent everyone in, in the team a message going Vicky just said ping and Claire mm-hmm. went I forgot to tell you Denise doesn't ping
1: <laughs> <laughs> we
0: don't we don't ping emails we send emails stop the nonsense mm
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: absolutely Mm -hmm.
0: anyway so if any photographers are out there because that's the Mm -hmm. niche that you're getting into possibly
1: yeah still with jewelry makers I do enjoy working with but I I have a suspicion that yeah I'll probably end up with just photographers yeah
0: photographers and jewelry makers I know loads of photographers Mm -hmm. so I can help you with that awesome um anyone who's in that industry who needs mm-hmm. somebody to organize them and get them ship shaped and interesting absolutely they find you
1: they can find me on my website so it's easy again laura um and laura p Forsyth is my handle in most of my um social media platforms so yeah find me away i am um, i'm sure you'll put the link underneath your link to podcast anyway but yeah find me have a look at my my blogs if doesn't want one get in touch straight away i'm also doing a free webinar on the 15th of july any self-employed parents out there who are wondering how the hell to get through seven we've got seven weeks this year seven weeks of some holidays when we literally just feel like we've just come out of all that shit yeah we've literally just got the children away from us and can concentrate we're now faced with seven more weeks i'm I'm running a, a free webinar on how to get through that how to work your business alongside that if anyone's interested so I details to follow like I'm still working out you
0: want to be interested in
1: well let's hope so I will have a free down a couple of downloads with it as well I'm doing it in tandem with Laura Weston who's going to do some kind of finance stuff around it so literally it was just just an today details to follow not set any platforms up yet but it's on its way
0: awesome that sounds amazing anyway I end the podcast with eight mile moments so I don't give a shit when anyone thinks about me I love Eminem and he does all of his rap battles by saying the worst things about him he's skinny he's white his mum lives in a trailer so that his opponent can't say anything bad back so Mm -hmm. Laura what's the
1: worst thing about you oh my goodness um I can be quite impatient I don't like thick people (laughs) can't stand thick people just like just generally obtuse um I've put on three stone after lockdown. Really irritates the hell out of me. Didn't You're about three it. stone heavier. Oh, lockdown. I've lost, um, I've, this week was my cut-off point. I've lost four pounds since Monday. I'm on a mission now. Oh, five enough, you must five. be skinny
0: normally. You look thin.
1: Oh, thanks, lovely. No, I've got five stone to lose. That's coming off. Baby weight oh, lockdown where? weight. Oh, you don't want to see. Because I'd be like Rachel on IGTV getting my... my the boobie's out
0: the
1: boobie's out that bitch i've lost how how many was that i've lost count don't know i would say one more i'd probably say the word fuck far too much
0: not as much as me though i get told off all the time
1: i can try i can i can go for it but i've kind of yeah my children have driven me to it quite a lot i think i've got
0: until my kids were five and then I said like quite honestly you need to understand the words you are allowed and not allowed to say Mm -hmm. and you are not allowed to say these words but I am goodbye
1: yeah yeah Yeah. so there you go yeah yeah if that's okay I think that's I think that's enough I'm sure that my husband can think of several more
0: ask the husband
1: That just is true for everything to be honest yeah
0: do you know in all the years i've been doing this i've never asked my husband i might even do that one day i might even interview ryan that would be really funny wouldn't it mean,
1: end in, it wouldn't end in divorce would it
0: well if if so far it's not
1: right. but you've got a good you know you've got a good knowledge of legal jargon if it does see so all right
0: oh i've been through one already yeah, fine. Right.
1: <laughs> fine and if i it with mine you can sort me out
0: Laura, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, thank you
1: for having me. It's been fabulous.
0: As always, if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast, you can contact us at podcast at find-surveyors.co.uk. Say goodbye.
1: Bye.
0: Bye.